Yeah, 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 we know medical care requires informed consent, but laws require informed consent, politics, entrepreneurship, how you engage in your diet, health, exercise, even relationships. These all require a place of being informed, and I am so sick of being called a conspiracy theorist for using my brain and being informed. So that's how this podcast came to life. This is Informed Consent. I'm your host, Brooke Bocci. Let's start talking. We spent a lot of time on this show talking about food and in specifically certain foods that are super beneficial for you to nourish your body. You know, I've done an entire episode on foods and pregnancy and what foods are good. You know, we've talked a lot about eggs. We've talked a lot about beef liver and raw dairy and just really classic ancestral foods that we have lived on for years that are extremely nourishing to the body. and. I love talking about food. I I love talking about how we can truly, truly nourish our body. And on the contrary, I also love to talk about how there's so much other crap in this world that is so unhealthy for us and how so many people don't even realize that the foods that they are eating are destroying their health, is destroying their kids' health. I mean, we can look all over at the food dyes and the artificial flavorings and the seed oils and just all of the additives that are added to our foods and given to our children or given to adults. And then we wonder why ADD and ADHD and depression and anxiety and just so many other issues are so prevalent in today's day and age. And while I could talk all day long about those foods that are bad for us and about the foods that are nourishing us from a place of no bias from money, no bias from fundings. You know, you look at the food pyramid today or the food scale or whatever they call it now, and you see cereal is ranked healthier than eggs or beef or butter for that matter. And you just ask yourself, how can cereal be more healthy for people than beef, butter, eggs that have literally been around for for decades, for, oh my gosh, for as long as we could remember? Then you look at the funding. You know, I've had Jay from Perpetual Health on here to talk about just the funding. And that's such an intriguing episode. I'll, I'll include that in the show notes, guys, because that's a really awesome episode on just the money trail of why cereals suddenly, all of a sudden are being ranked higher on these food scales and food pyramids. And I can give you the answer to that. It's because of funding. It's because of who's paying. And and, and it just, it's sickening. But kind of reeling it back in, you know, we can talk about foods all day long. But I actually kind of want to throw a curveball to you guys in the sense of, I can sit here all day long and tell you eggs are good for you and beef is good for you and butter is good for you, which for most people it is. But there's also people, everybody, that could have truly one of the most healthy, healthiest things for you and actually not be able to tolerate in their body. You know, allergies are a thing. And I think we talk about allergies very commonly, right? We hear about the peanut allergy all the time. We hear about gluten allergies, like actual allergies. But not too often are sensitivities talked about. Not too often are intolerances so much talked about. 
And while, yes, I do feel like we hear dairy intolerance, gluten intolerance more often, and you're seeing that on the shelves, like people are being more aware of these things, you know what really talks about actually what that means to the body, what that means to our immune system, what that, how that's connected to antibodies. And so from personal experiences through my husband and I, and just from what I'm learning, I want to spend the episode today and talk about allergies specific to food and, and not only just allergies, but intolerances and how something that you are eating on a daily basis that you might think is good could actually be harming your health. But before we get into all this good discussion, I want to quickly talk about my favorite cleaning product company, Toxic Free Clean, that I'm absolutely loving right now. And that's truly free. I get so many messages on social media asking me what I use to clean because yes, cleaning products, most cleaning products are toxic. And not only are most cleaning products toxic, they're harmful to our hormones. They are harmful to our gut health. They are harmful to so many parts of our body and our health. But then there's so many products out there that are greenwashed. What does that mean? That means that a company is promoting them as clean and as healthy for you and toxic free, but yet they're not. They just do a really good job of labeling because they can, because there's very little regulation. So for the normal consumer who doesn't know what to look for, ingredients that they just don't know what to stay away from, they think it's clean. A lot of companies on the market are now doing greenwashing products. A lot of really high-end reputable companies that are claiming to be clean are not clean. And so I don't blame anybody for being so dang confused about what to use and what to buy. And I'm so beyond thrilled to be sharing about a company that I have been using and testing for the last year and I have truly fallen in love with. Truly. That was so not intentional, but it's called Truly Free. The company is called Truly Free, and they are very, very clean that actually work. Not only are they clean, not only does it actually work, but they are very, very reasonably priced. I will say a very big disclaimer, their website needs some work. It looks like it's a back in the 90s, pretty just not well done website, but hey, their money and their research is being put into clean products and I'm all about that. So what do they have? They have laundry detergent. They have Oxy Boost, which is basically like a white boost. And this was probably the one thing I always missed with clean cleaning products because bleach is toxic. But using this, I'm like, ooh, I can still have those sparkling white clothes that I feel like I never used to be able to have when I ditched bleach. I absolutely love their household cleaner, their glass cleaner. They even have like soaps and they just have so much wonderful stuff. And I trust every single one of their ingredients. They're plant-based. All of their products are eco-friendly, fragrance-free, non-toxic, plant-based, and again, clean, not greenwashed, actually truly clean. So the company gave me a discount code that I can share with you guys to save you 30% off your first order. And that is Brooke30. So if you go to trulyfreehome.com, that's T-R-U-L-Y-F-R-E-E, 
H-O-M-E dot com. Do all the shopping that your littlest heart desires, add everything to your cart, and then use code Brooke, that's B-R-O-O-K-E 3030 to save you 30% off your first order. I'll link all of that in the show notes for you as well. If you just very simply want to be able to click and shop, that's definitely how I roll too. So I promise not to constantly be talking to you guys about my fertility journey with my husband, but I also think that what we are going through and what we are learning is something of such value. And it's something of such value to share, whether you are going through infertility, whether you know someone who's going through infertility, or whether our journey might be related to you and it doesn't even have anything to do with infertility. It literally could just be some other health issue. And I shared about this on my Instagram the other day about what we've been doing with our food testing and our food sensitivities. And my inbox was flooded. I had so many people asking me questions, like so confused, so having like just shock of how foods could literally be causing our infertility. And I figured this is clearly a wonderful podcast episode because This is a subject that isn't talked about too much, and I think it's important to address because I will be the first to say it, and I hope you guys hear my heart in every single episode that I share things. Like, I am not a doctor. Like, I am just your average 29-year-old girl. I have a psychology degree. I don't have a medical degree. I don't have anything. As you know, I probably am the worst at like pronunciation. I butcher words all the time. If you saw my spelling, you guys, like that's literally why I haven't wrote a book yet because my spelling is awful. Like I'm just an average person. So while yes, I'm just basically putting out these podcasts, compiling my information and interviewing incredibly inspiring guests, like I am not perfect, nor are is what I share should be like the Bible to you. Like I hope you guys know that when I share things, it doesn't mean like, okay, Brooke said it. I have to do it. Brooke told me to eat this. I have to eat this. Brooke told me not to do this. So I'm not going to do this. Like, I hope you know that. Like, I really, truly do. Because as I've said before, you are the gatekeeper of your home. And informed consent is taking all of the information you can and making a decision on your own or with your husband or your partner if, if that's the situation. And so listening to Brooke and taking her opinion on things is not informed consent, right? You need to make that opinion. And so I hope you hear that in the sense of these podcasts are not meant to give you your solid, here is what you should do. It's meant to maybe challenge your mind. It's meant to maybe teach you something new, or it's maybe meant to reiterate something you already knew. And I'm learning with you guys along the way. My first initial podcast, I came on here saying, no dairy, stay away from dairy. And then a year later, I'm over here talking about how you should consume raw dairy and raw cheeses and raw milk. And it's just, it's it's a beautiful thing, right? Learning and growing and and just experiencing it through along the way. And going back to kind of what I'm, what the point of this whole thing is, is Just because I sit here and say a food is good for you doesn't necessarily mean that it's good for your gut because our bodies and our immune systems are incredibly smart. And 
sometimes our bodies don't look at the nutritional profile of things, doesn't look at how beneficial and and how notorious and how nutritious something is for you. And it just looks at it as a foreign invader and as something it needs to attack in some situations, obviously not in all situations and actually more rare situations. It sees that. And, you know, my husband and I are in our infertility journey and we're kind of at a place where we really have almost pinpointed our infertility is because of some sort of inflammation. My husband's agglutination in his sperm is an inflammation issue, and we just need to figure out what it is. And we started with working with a new doctor. I'm sure you guys have heard of Dr. Patrick Flynn. He is the founder of The Wellness Way. I had him on earlier this year on this podcast, and we started working with one of his um, clinics, Wellness Way Clinics in Grand Rapids, and we are working with Dr. Gates. Shout out to Dr. Gates. He is awesome. And we started working with him because they at the wellness way really, really dive deep into like the why. And it's not even necessarily saying that they can give you the answer. It's just they keep digging and digging and digging. It's not just like, oh, you uh, have a headache. Let's take this medication like a doctor's office or in some way, shape or form too. It's not like a you know, maybe even holistic doctor or functional medicine doctor where they'll see your low in testosterone and they want to encourage giving you this supplement that's going to help boost testosterone. Like they keep digging deeper, deeper, deeper. Like why is the testosterone low, for example? And so working with Dr. Gates, he also believes that our infertility is an inflammation issue. And so he suggested my husband and I doing what's called an IgE and an IgG food inflammation and food allergy panel. And while I absolutely wanted to know it for myself, like we are focusing on my husband, but he wanted my husband to actually, or he wanted me to actually take the test as well because TMI, but obviously my husband and I are trying to start a family. So Whatever he eats is actually in the, you know, it's the proteins, the enzymes, all of that is actually in the sperm. And when the sperm enters my body, if it's foods or anything that I can't handle, it actually can cause inflammation to my body as well, especially in the female parts. And we don't want inflammation down there because we want to create a healthy space for a egg to fertilize and to grow in. So we took this test and it was mind-blowing. It was absolutely mind-blowing. Like we kind of went into it, both of us pretty self-aware. Like there was, you know, there's occasionally, obviously there's times where like I'll eat too much carbs and I'll feel bloated and I'll feel blah. And there'd be times where like, I feel like I'd eat maybe some raw vegetables here and there and feel icky, but I'm pretty intuitive with my eating and I'm pretty intuitive with just like how I feel. So if I, you know, like I said with dairy, for the longest time I struggled with dairy, I would get headaches, I would feel inflamed. So I cut out dairy because I thought I had an intolerance, like without even testing, I just thought I had an intolerance to it. So we got these tests back and we were mind blown at the foods that we showed intolerant and allergic to, like legitimately allergic to, and really started putting the pieces of the puzzle together. So what exactly was this test that we did? 
We did, again, an IgE and an IgG test. There's four types of allergic reactions that your body can actually experience. The first one is a type 1 reaction, and this is actually um, mediated by proteins called the IgE antibodies, and these are produced by the immune system. Um, these are produced in response to the allergens that it's exposed to, such as certain types of food, pollen, um, animals, dust, etc. What's important to note with type 1 IgE allergies, these are like our standard allergies that we are familiar with. Like you're allergic to peanuts, you're allergic to dogs, right? Um, these are one things that you can go to the doctor's office and, you know, prick the body and see all the bumps and all of those sorts of things. What's unique and what's important to know about with the type 1 IgE antibodies and how the immune system responds is they respond immediately and severely. And in these situations, they can it can lead to anaphylactic shock or even death. So these are your very serious type of allergies. These come on, again, instantly. You have an apple, all of a sudden your body starts going crazy, like you know you're allergic to the apple. Type 2 allergic reactions, one that kind of starts to fall through the cracks, is an IgG antibody test or even an IgM antibody test. So type 2 allergic reaction is involving the IgG or the IgM antibodies of the immune system when antibodies are created against a certain type of, again, food, animal, environmental stress, your body creates antibodies against those things. And it's a more slower process. And rather than having a, you know, anaphylactic shock or death or the severe on-site allergic reaction, type 2 allergic reactions is actually something that progresses over time. And it's something that causes inflammation. So when you think of type 2 allergies, when you think of IgG, think of inflammation. IgG type 2 allergic reactions leads to delayed or chronic inflammatory alignments. You also then have type 3 allergic reactions, and these are also mediated by proteins with the IgM and IgG antibodies. And with these types of allergic reactions, the type 3 is where you're going to see a lot of more antigen antibody complexes, a lot more immunology issues. Um, for example, like lupus, serum sickness, and arthritis reaction. Um, and then type 4 allergic reaction is also called the delayed type of hypersensitivity or allergic reactions as they occur after at least 24 hours of exposure to the allergens. Um, these typically take about 48 to 72 hours or longer to appear after contact with the allergen. Long-term infectious diseases such as tuberculosis, actually show cell-mediated reactions. And then certain skin sensitivities, especially to metals, may also belong to this type. So there's the four types. I want to go back to type 1 and type 2, so the IgE and IgG tests. And, and let me back up a little bit more. An antibody is a blood protein produced in response to and counteracting a specific antigen. 
Antibodies combine chemically with substances which the body recognizes as an alien, such as bacteria, viruses, and foreign substances in the blood. So when you build up antibodies in the body to something, it's a protective agent. It's a, it's a protective protein produced by the immune system in response to a trigger, in response to, for lack of better terms, something that enters the body that is like a foreign invader or pisses the body off. And so when your body creates these antibodies, when you have a presence of this antibody in your body, that's a really good way to show that you're having issues with something. So if you have a high presence of an IgE, which is the type one to let's say peanuts, that is showing your body has antibodies built up against peanuts. And it's showing that you have issues with peanuts because your body is seeing that as a foreign invader. Same idea with IgG. When you have high presence of IgG antibodies in your body, your body sees whatever that food or whatever that is you're testing for as a foreign invader that's causing issues. The IgE is, again, the more faster onset, you you see it coming, you kind of know those aren't issues. Where the IgGs is where a lot of issues start because it's gradual, It's over time. It can take 24 to 72 hours to even show up in the body as inflammation and as an issue. And could you imagine if you don't realize right away, like if you had a peanut allergy, but you didn't know right away and you kept eating peanuts because you didn't have a reaction. And then all of a sudden you've been eating peanuts your whole life and your body has constantly under stress. Your immune system is constantly being attacked because you had no idea because you're, you weren't noticing anything because you didn't have that onset of right. Like to, to what a lot of peanut allergies is like the throat closing, the swelling, all of that, you know, you're what you see a lot with IgG test scores is extremely high inflammation. And when you think of IgG, I want you to think of inflammation, right? Because when your body is constantly being triggered by an antigen that's creating antibodies against, your immune system is suppressed, which causes inflammation. And when we think of foods, could you imagine if there's a food that you're constantly eating that you had no idea you were allergic to, but it's maybe an IgG allergy, so it's more of an inflammation allergy, and you just eat it every single day? And what if that food is a healthy food that you're like, no, it's fine. Eggs are super good for you. I get the good quality pasture-raised eggs, all good. I eat them every single day. I don't feel any different. I really don't notice anything. And then all of a sudden you find out you have an issue with eggs. Some people will show symptoms. Some people will show potential signs of IgG inflammation issues. We've got eczema. You've got things like IBS, constipation, diarrhea, obesity, psoriasis, cramping, nausea, a lot of these symptoms that when you go to the doctor, you're going to go to the doctor for eczema and they're going to give you a cream or they're going to give you a medication to help with the symptoms. And what if that eczema was actually caused because of an IgG response in the body to a food that you were eating every single day that you had no idea was affecting you? I am not here to say that I don't like medicine. And I don't believe in Western medicine. I believe there is a time and a place. I've said it before and I've said it again. Doctors have saved my brother's life when he had cancer. But 
I believe that doctors are too quick to try to put a Band-Aid over an issue that is so deeply rooted. And I truly do believe God doesn't make mistakes. I truly do believe God creates the body to heal. God creates the body to thrive. And God creates the body with no mistakes. It's how we live. It's the environment we live in. It's the toxins we are exposed to. It's the foods that we eat. It's the stressors we put on our body. It's the way we're sleeping. I mean, I can go on and on and on. All these factors that are making our perfect bodies imperfect. But going back to my eczema response and why I have a little bit of an issue with Western medicine is that eczema could very, very, very possibly be reduced, if not even fixed, with a simple IgG test or an IgE test to see if your body has immune responses to certain foods that you're eating. A Such an easy fix of, okay, you got to cut out eggs versus a medication that comes with a long list of side effects, a medication that you have to spend money for, a medication that potentially isn't comfortable, that doesn't make you feel good, that you might have to do for the rest of your life. I don't know about you guys, but I don't want to be on medication for the rest of my life. That's the biggest reason why I got off my antidepressants. I was 19 years old, sitting there thinking, I don't want to be numb for the rest of my life. I don't want to be on antidepressants for the rest of my life. How can I fix this to where I can manage my depression without being on these drugs for the rest of my life? And it's not easy. It's definitely not easy. But with the right determination and the right guidance, there is ways to get to the root of the problem. And that has been my husband and I's fertility journey. Is it fun waiting? Would it have been nice to been able to take something like a steroid to just mask the, in- the inflammation in my husband and potentially clear the agglutination for a-, a quick moment for us to try to get pregnant? Absolutely. Do you think I like being lapped by friends? Do you think I like period after period after period, being depressed and being sad and wondering when it's going to be our turn. Do you think I like wondering if we're ever going to get to to be parents naturally? It's not fun, but I've said it before on this show and I will say it again. I believe God made my husband and me perfectly. And I believe we can get back to that perfect I believe that not only can we get back to that, but we can save a future. And what do I mean by that? With with fertility and, and with so many other things, but fertility in specific, and this is absolutely not taking a dig at anyone who does fertility treatments, because trust me, I get it. I get it so much more now than I did back then. I understand. And I have thought about it and we have discussed that and that is not off the table for us but i will stand strong on my beliefs in that 
Doing fertility treatments such as IVF, IUI is not getting to the root of the problem. And if there is a deep problem going on that you aren't getting to the root of, it can cause you issues down the line. It can cause you health concerns down the line. It can cause you so many things if you didn't notice these. Again, if we just put a Band-Aid on my husband's infertility and gave him a steroid and didn't dive deeper into these food intolerances, we would have never seen all the things that's causing us inflammation that we think is good. And so we could be eating and eating and eating and eating all these things, potentially passing this on to our children. And then all of a sudden down the line, more things start showing up, more things start developing. We're constantly getting sick and we're just wondering what in the world is going on. We're doing everything right. Because trust me, I feel like that all the time. I sit there and go, we are doing everything right, God. I don't understand. We have cut all the toxins out. I mean, you look at the list that fertility you know, clinics give you of what the female should be doing, what the male should be doing, what they should be avoiding, what they should be trying to do. I'm like, we do, we do, we do, we do. You know, I I look to working with more holistic, natural fertility doctors and they tell us all the things we should be doing. I'm like, we're doing it. And you sit there and go, what in the world? Why? But then we just didn't give up. And we just kept going and we kept diving and we kept researching and we kept trusting. We kept trusting. And I'm so glad we did because we did this IgE and IgG test and it was mind blowing. You know, like I said, doctors believe our our, our infertility is because of inflammation. Well, what causes inflammation? IgG antibodies. I just want to share with you a couple of IgG antibodies that my husband tested for that we were mind blown about. Eggs. I know I've said that one a bazillion times, but both my husband and I tested with heavy IgG antibodies for eggs and egg yolks. Something we eat every single day. I was religiously three eggs every day. Pasture-raised organic eggs, of course, nothing but the best but I was still having three eggs every day. I mean, literally to the point where if I didn't have my eggs for breakfast, I would have my eggs for lunch or for dinner. Why? Because of all the nutrients, the choline. I mean, the list goes on. Again, just because something is good for you doesn't mean your body doesn't see it as a foreign invader. Some other things my husband had, he had cow basically products, dairy. So milk, butter, cheese, yogurt, cottage cheese. Not that we ate an extreme amount of any of those, but I was making my raw ice cream. I was making raw yogurt. I was make, you know, making my own homemade butter. We were cooking with butter with things. We were drinking raw milk. We were putting raw milk in our smoothies. We would drink whey protein shakes all the time to make sure we were getting our protein needs. Mind-blowing. Another one that shook us to our core, garlic. My husband had a severe antibody response to garlic. Y'all, I cook with garlic breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I cook with garlic all the time. Sorry if you talk to me in person because I have garlic breath and I don't care because garlic's supposed to be good for you, which it is. Garlic's good for me. I had no issue with garlic. My husband, on the other hand, did. 
And I can go on and on. I'm not trying to tell you guys all of the things that were is- we had issues with. I mean, like tomatoes, my husband had issues with. Like the list goes on. But I'm sharing this to say that if you are in a place in your life where you feel like you just don't know why, you don't know why you're struggling with infertility, you don't know why you're sick all the time, you don't know why you have headaches, you don't know why your cycle hasn't come back to normal, you don't know why you're bloated all the time, you don't know why you're not sleeping good. Like it doesn't have to be even as crazy as like, I don't know why I have eczema all over my body, or I don't know why I'm puking all the time, or I don't know why, you know, I've gained a hundred pounds or I can't lose weight. Like it doesn't have to be these dramatic things. It can be something that you would never expect. You don't know why you break out all the time, but it could literally be something as crazy as a food that you're eating religiously every single day that you had no idea about that was causing inflammation, causing an antibody presence in your body that in return was throwing off your immune system, was wreaking havoc on your health. And this is why I love more natural-minded, functional medicine type care. Because this type of medicine digs and digs and digs and digs and doesn't just put a Band-Aid on and say, see you later to refill your prescription. And again, that's fine. If that's what you believe in, that's beautiful. But look around. We've got illnesses left and right. We've got people with Crohn's disease, ulcerative colitis, IBS, diarrhea, constipation, eczema, psoriasis. I mean, literally, I feel like every single person I talk to has got one, two, three, four, five different issues going on. And I'm not saying the issue isn't your foods, guys. Again, take or leave anything that I share. But what I'm saying is, if you are feeling stuck, if you are feeling in a place that you just don't know what, you don't know why, you don't know how, keep digging. Keep digging. And there is doctors out there that will help you. There are doctors that will do the hand-holding for you. You don't have to be like me and like show up to your appointments like, Okay, I like my poor doctors, I swear. Gosh, if you're any of you guys are listening to this, I give you so much credit for dealing with me because I'm sure I'm that just obnoxious patient. But in all, in all just conclusion, while yes, eating good foods is great. And and making sure, this is not me saying don't go eat eggs. This is not me saying don't go eat the good foods just because you might be intolerant to them. Because I bet you any money, all the other crap that's in the other stuff these days is also bad for you. And you're going to have intolerances too, right? So if you, I I guess my, my sharing of this is if you are just feeling like we were, in a sense of you're just going through something in your life and you don't understand how and you don't understand why and you're frustrated and you just feel like you're not getting answers and maybe you don't want to be on a medication for the rest of your life or maybe you don't want to go spend $50,000 on IVF for a chance to get pregnant. Like maybe that's not where you're at. 
I challenge you to dig. And if you don't know where to dig and you don't know how to dig, hire a professional who can do the digging. Again, I'm a huge fan of the wellness way. They have a bunch of clinics all across the country that work with you, that you could also work virtually. I truthfully just chose the Grand Rapids location because Grand Rapids is in Michigan and I figured it's the closest one to me. When all said and done, I have done all my appointments virtually. So I could have literally went with the Florida clinic and it been just fine, but I absolutely love Dr. Gates. I am going to give him another shout out through the Wellness Way Grand Rapids. If you are listening to this and you you're struggling with infertility, you're struggling with hormonal issues, you're struggling with just something and you want to keep digging, I highly recommend Dr. Gates. Functional medicine type doctors also do really good at this um, and, and kind of challenge you to kind of keep digging. So again, because you never know. And, and truthfully, again, you could be sitting there eating something that is causing inflammation to your body. And that's why I think this is so important to talk about. We hear about the allergies, right? We, we, we hear about allergies all the time. And yes, I think we're starting to hear more about intolerances, but like not fully the, not fully the actual depth of how food intolerances can cause, can cause an immune system suppression because of an antibody response and a strong antibody presence is causing inflammation of the body and it's delayed and you just keep adding and adding and adding. And then all of a sudden you're just like, why am I so unwell? So again, you can get these test results through the wellness way. That's where I got mine done. But if you are looking for a more food inflammation panel, there is a lot of like hair prick tests and like blood. I don't know. I've, I spent so much money in my days, like doing all these tests to see what I'm intolerant to. And they're a load of crap. Make sure you find an IgG test response. And so it actually tests for the IgGs in your body according to certain foods. Um, I think I did mine through, like I did mine through the wellness way. I know Genova Diagnostics has some. I do recommend doing this through a doctor just so they can help you analyze your results. But if you don't have a doctor to work with, and you just don't want to work with someone virtually, you can probably do it by yourself and get a still good range and a good general idea. And then what I would recommend, obviously your doctor can give you a good protocol, but eliminate, eliminate those foods. The beautiful part about IgG, that inflammation testing is it's not a forever thing. You absolutely do not have to cut something out of your diet for the rest of your life. Now, if it's an allergy issue, an IgE, unfortunately, allergies you can't really get rid of. But with IgGs, because it's inflammation, once your body reduces that inflammation, your body sometimes can actually get rid of those antibodies to where you don't have an issue. So we are hoping and praying and trying to hopefully have eggs be reintroduced back into our diets. Um, but we are doing a very, very, very strict elimination. Um, we were recommended four to six weeks avoiding every single one of the foods on our panels. Um, so we are doing exactly that. We are doing six weeks of actually not only an elimination diet, but carnivore. So we are eliminating plants as well, which also cause inflammation in the gut. And if you missed that episode with Dr. Kiltz, it was two episodes ago. We talk all about inflammation and plants, but, um, and it's that simple. 
it's not something crazy like a medication that you have to take for the rest of your life and spend all this money on. It's literally just eliminating the food. If you have an issue with garlic, get rid of garlic. If you have an issue with tomatoes, get rid of tomatoes. Four to six weeks, slowly reintroduce these foods back. One food at a time. Give it a week. See if you notice anything. Do you have headaches? Do you have a stomach ache? Do you have any issues? If you don't, great. Let's try another food. If you do, cut it out. Or every six weeks, you can retest your blood and see where you're at. Obviously, every test costs money. So that's you know something to consider. But these are very easy ways to protect your health. And when our immune system is stronger, our health is stronger because we work in a because we our bodies work together. When one of our hormonal systems or one of our systems in our body is low, the rest of our body is affected. So if we can make sure our immune system strong, then the rest of our systems can be, get stronger. So much to learn, I know, guys, and so much to just comprehend. But I think this was really fascinating stuff. And I think you guys thought so too, because when I shared a brief amount of this on my Instagram, so many of y'all reached out and was like, oh my gosh, tell me more. I want to learn all of that. So um, so yeah, I want I figured what a perfect podcast episode. I love getting feedback from you guys. And truly, if you guys ever have any other recommendations of topics, of guests, or anything like that, don't be afraid to reach out to me. Um, you can shoot me an email at bocchibrook at gmail.com, or you can shoot me a message. I'm pretty good at checking my Instagram um, messages unless sometimes they get like hidden in the requests and like I have to remember to go in there and look. Um, so if you have messaged me there before and I haven't responded, like just send me another message and maybe that'll pop back up. I, I don't know. I, I don't understand the whole requests thing, but um, I love the feedback from you guys. I value the feedback. I appreciate the feedback and just love you guys. And again, thank you guys for letting me continue doing this week after week. And we'll be back next week with another episode of informed consent.